Hello and welcome back to the Football Index podcast, episode 179. I think it feels good saying that again, considering I haven't done one of these in a while for, for obvious reasons. I hope everyone's doing well out there. It's been a tough uh, few weeks for everyone involved in the Football Index world or, or former Football Index world at this point, I suppose. Um, wanted to do this podcast because I think it's very important to get as much information out to as many different people as possible, um, considering everything that's going on. I've had a load of DMs, a lot of questions, and so have a lot of the contributors to FI Action Group and, and Matt has as well. So thought it'd be a really good thing to do and hopefully, uh, you know, do kind of an audio FAQ type thing for people out there. Just want to kind of top this by saying that you won't we won't be able to answer every single question and there will be some questions that are unanswerable some questions that just slip through the, the cracks on twitter because there were so many um so please do uh, understand that and also uh i'm not like a legal professional so you know take take with what i say with a pinch of salt um we're going to break this down into three different sections uh, the administrative process uh, lead day action and the public inquiry um, because I think a lot of things are getting convoluted people are kind of uh, confusing the two or three things that are happening in parallel at this point in time uh, today I'm joined by Matt Zab cousin uh, everyone in the football index community should be familiar with him by now he's been doing some stellar work with FI action and uh, clean up gambling UK how are you doing Matt? great thanks thanks for having me on uh, it's a pleasure and uh, returning guest uh, no longer talking about football index trades he's made in the past but uh, the football index situation that we're in ASP how are you big part of FI action uh, I'm very good thanks very good to be back as well cheers and uh, we are also joined by Sam Velody from Lee Day how are you mate oh, I'm very good thank you very much for having me on cheers thank you so much for coming on I know we've uh, it's been slightly rushed, but um, uh, yeah, really, really good to have you guys on. Um, look, like I want to start off by basically saying and asking ASP and Matt, like what FI Action have done so far and how Clean Up Gambling's been playing a part in that. So ASP, why don't you, why don't you go ahead first? Yeah, I think um, early on it was just recognised that in the aftermath, um, you know, everyone was angry everyone wanted to do something and um, everyone was going off in their different directions so different sort of small groups forming people contacting various solicitors um, and a lot of traders felt that it would be worthwhile you know working together so firstly just created the the group um, so that everyone could uh, you know share you know intel ideas etc etc um, and then that was mainly the aim there. Um, I could tell you a bit more about his work, but I guess throughout the aim is just really to ensure that, you know, because there are different levels of understanding, uh, age, um, when it comes to all the different concepts that we're talking about that we'll hopefully get into. And so really, so far, it's just been to hopefully communicate and clarify. Um, it's not really our role, you know, like you, we're not here to advise people, you know, people have to make their own decisions, but as far as we can to um, communicate what's happening um and clarify anything as we're doing here i mean going forward there may be um a role um in terms of you know what happens with the administration for you know certain people within the group because you know there will have to be some sort of communication between the administrators and i think the traders on as a whole 
Um, and similarly with Lee Day as well, um, there may be a need for you know, some sort of direct communication on behalf of everyone. And that hasn't necessarily happened significantly yet, but you know, going forward, there may be a role there. So it's just to sort of keep everything in one place, keep all the traders informed and keep the community together, I guess, basically so that no one's left um, alone in obviously what was and is a horrific situation. So, you know, whatever happens, you know, even if nothing comes of it, people can be together through it um, and wherever it ends up, it ends up basically. And, and Matt's obviously been a, I mean, not not just a huge, but he's been a, there aren't really any words to describe how helpful and aggressive and tenacious he's been in fighting for people he doesn't actually know. I mean, obviously you know, he has his own causes in relation to gambling, but you know, he's done a huge amount of work on behalf of everyone, which, you know, a lot of people don't actually see day to day and I'm thankful and I think everyone should be thankful. So we can probably tell you a bit more about, about that. Yeah, thank, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm director of Cleanup Gambling is a pressure group, not-for-profit pressure group. We are focused on reforming our gambling laws because a lot's changed since the 2005 Gambling Act. Uh, you know, smartphones didn't even exist when that legislation was conceived of. So things have moved on quite significantly and really the regulation of gambling, given what we know about gambling, isn't really fit for purpose. And there's so many flaws with how gambling is regulated. And I think those flaws have really played out in the last month or so with uh, what has clearly been evidence of a lack of oversight and a lack of due diligence related to, to football index and the business model and what the Gambling Commission understood to be its remit. Um, so from our perspective, what happened with football index was almost an, sadly an inevitability in the sense of, it's a casualty of the current regulatory framework that isn't really fit for purpose. It's almost, so, you know, our, we have, as a group, we have huge, huge sympathy, obviously, for the traders, for the people that have been affected by it. Um, we've been warning about, you know, the lack of uh, necessary regulation of the sector for quite some time. And uh, obviously our number one priority and how I got involved in, with FI Action was, uh, to try to get redress for the people that have been affected because there's no mechanism for that um, within within the current framework. So we've, we've been pushing for a consumer-facing ombudsman for quite some time. No, one doesn't exist. So um, the only way you can really get redress is through through private litigation. So we agreed to, to support the investigation phase um, that Lee Day were carrying out into possible causes of action, obviously, there's lots of things that were going on um, which made it quite difficult to anticipate what the best route for redress would be. But um, Lee Day has been, has been excellent. They've, um, they've got experience of, of gambling type cases and gambling regulation, the other work that they're doing and, and, and we've been helping with. So I knew, you know, the, the, they've got a great track record. So um, I was really keen to get them involved and I'm, I'm pleased with, with what we've put together. And I think it gives people not just the best possible chance of redress, but also um, it's, it's given them uh, very, very little downside risk. It, no doubt, no downside risk actually, you know, it, it, given, the, given the type of agreement that's in place. So um, yeah, um, it's... Uh, the other thing I, I think we'll talk about more about you know, the public inquiry towards the end of the podcast. But the other the other thing I've, tr I've been pushing for is a public inquiry. It looks like we might get there now. So yeah. 
Yeah, we, we will cover that towards the end. Um, I want to keep it as, as layman's as possible, by the way. I think I had someone reach out to me like, please distill this in a way that you don't need a, a law degree. And I was like, well, if we don't do that, then the host won't understand what's going on. So it will definitely be as <laughs> surface level as possible. Um, Sam, it'd be great if you just give everyone a surface level description of what Lee Day are doing and what, what you've done so far, basically. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you very much, Matt, for your kind words. Um, you know, we've been working alongside Clean Up Gambling now for a while. Um, and as Matt said, we've been investigating, um, you know, various claims against uh, gambling operators and sort of the way that gambling operates in the UK generally for the last year or so. Lide uh, um, are investigating, um, you know, the collapse of the football index, basically. And as you all know, it, um, it went into administration in March. Um, you know, it was devastating for loads of traders. You know, we've been approached by eight and a half thousand um, affected individuals who, you know, many of whom have suffered significant losses um, as a result of the collapse. Um, so, you know, we're, as I say, per- sort of perfectly placed um, to investigate this. Um, you know, we're, we're going to leave no stone uncovered. I think it's no surprise to people that, um, you know, this is, potentially going to be a complex process you know the the company bet index they're already administration um and you've got administrators overseeing the process they've got a complex co- corporate structure you know they've got companies based in the uk bet index itself was was based in jersey so there's this, you know cross jurisdiction elements to it you know there's obviously the government review that um, we'll talk about a bit later you've also got the role of the gambling commission so you know essentially we're looking into all avenues basically what redress is there available for all of those affected platform users basically and that leads us on quite well into the administration part of it which we had quite a few questions about and uh maybe it's something this is asp and matt we, we can talk about i've seen matt you you tweeting a lot about it today so um simple question here what is the email from uh begbies about filing a claim and should traders do this so uh, we understand that all um Football Index users have been asked by Begbie's trainer, um, who are the administrators who have been appointed to oversee the administration of Bet Index, um, to essentially file out a form online um, to fill it out and complete it. And, you know, at this stage, we would certainly encourage people to do this. Um, just by a brief way of background, you know, Begbie's trainer are administrators to Bet Index. And as administrators, their main concern is essentially trying to rescue the company. Um, you know, obviously, if you go into administration, the company's suffering financial difficulties. Um, and that's when administrators come in to try and, you know, try and rescue it, basically do the best for you know, all of the creditors um, and the interested parties. Um, and to do this, they actually need to know who the potential creditors are and what the company's potential liabilities are. So if they're to put together a proposal as to how to rescue the company, they actually need this information. Um, so... At this stage, we think what Begbie's trainer are doing, and we expect this is very typical in an administration, is asking individuals to put them on notice that they are potential creditors. You know, so they're not asking you to sign up to pursue a legal claim. You know, that's that's something that you know the sort of wider investigations that Lee Day are conducting. As far as we understand it, that's not what they're saying at this point. They're essentially saying, you know, we need to know what the liabilities are, who are the potential creditors. Please register your interest. Yeah, it's basically to see how much. Uh, money outstanding there is in in kind of a simple way um part of the email basically asked traders to put down their losses and also asked for cash balances separately i had a few messages asking me what cash balance is for me it was very simply the number in the top right corner the actual cash you had to spend 
in one bit of terms and conditions, however, ASP, there was, there was something quite confusing on the football index side of things, which mentioned uh, cash balance to be your net deposits and including dividends, which I think might just be an error. Do you agree? Um, I think so. Yeah, I mean, cash balance for me is always what's uh, what's in the top right-hand corner um, in your account. Yeah. Um, and I was just going to say on, on the figure that traders should use for losses i guess that's a slightly subjective question isn't it i mean i've had a lot of people tell me that they're uh using net deposit figures they're using bet staked figures that's something that i personally use for example like i you know i felt you know this is money that i'd either made or deposited and used to buy bets and that is the money that i think i would be owed if there was a thing there a lot of other people have used net deposits people have used other figures uh like the you know portfolio value before the announcement etc so there's no right answer is there here sp no i think um no there's i mean it's, it's one of, as you said it's one of those things where people should put what they feel um is appropriate for them um whatever that is um you know i, I think on a wider point this is, this is an example of the kind of thing we're trying to stay away from you know it's not for anyone to tell or advise people what to do on this sort of thing so, so everyone needs to uh, make a decision for themselves, uh, whichever number they they think is appropriate for them. Matt, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, all I'd say is um, we we sort of knew this would happen. This is like inevitable, um, and you know the administration process, as far as we're aware, uh, the cash balances were ring fenced, so they should be returned through the administration process. I don't know, but I don't know what will happen, but my assumption was that they would be returned. And that doesn't really interfere at all with what Lee Day is pursuing because Lee Day is looking at possible causes of action outside of the administration process. The administration process was always going to take place. And the purpose of that is obviously to try to get the company back on its feet. Um, my, my personal opinion is that that's pretty unlikely. Um, and obviously, the redress that customers can get through the administration process is very limited. It's limited to what's ring fenced, which I think does amount to the cash balances. So, exactly as ASP says, people should put what they they think is is right, but should also know that um, responding to big bees does not impact on the lead day case. It's two two separate parallel things. Yeah. Um, the next question was, uh, do you need to have a net loss to claim? That means do you have to have a do you have to have a net deposit position in football index to claim? And my presumption would be you don't have to uh, because if you've made money on a in a gambling company and you've had that in your cash balance, which is withdrawable, and then you then spend it on bet staked, uh, you'd presume that you don't need to have a net loss position there. Yeah, that's my um, that's my view as well. Um, exact same rationale. So, I would say that uh, you don't, in my opinion. But again, yeah. that's that's just my opinion. Oh, I agree. In my opinion, also, um, can you re-explain the administration process, please? Uh, yeah, I can provide a um, sort of fairly brief overview of how the administration works, um, certainly in sort of the next few weeks and what, what sort of happened previously, um, just to give everyone sort of a, I'd like to think, a simple guide as to what's going on at the moment. Um, 
So administration is essentially a process where a company, so in this case, Betindex, is in financial trouble and they're trying to reorganise themselves to get their affairs in order. So administrators are appointed, um, Begbie's trainer, and they essentially take control of the business and its assets and the directors. And what they're trying to do um, as you know, they have statutory obligations um, and what they have to try and do is achieve the best outcome for the company and its creditors. Um, and that can be either by rescuing the company as a going concern. And by that, what I mean is that they are, you know, the, the company continues to operate as normal um, while they're trying to get back on their feet or to try and achieve a better result for the creditors than if the company was was wound up, if it went into liquidation. So that's sort of the primary aim of the administrators. So during this period, um, the company bet index is, is protected. It's kind of given a bit of breathing space, basically, which means that creditors are preventing from taking direct action against um, bet index or enforce any claim that they've got against bet index while the administrators try and rescue the company and achieve the best result for the creditors. Um, so bet index went into administration, I think it was at the end of March, 26th of March. Um, and the administrators are now working on preparing a statement setting out how they plan to conduct the administration. Um, they've got around eight or so weeks to do this. Cool. And the next one and the final bit in the administration section of the podcast was if a CVA is accepted, are lead day fees incurred? So it'd be great if someone could also explain what a CVA is uh, very briefly for, for everyone uh, on who's, who's listening to the show. So a CBA is essentially, um, it's known as a company voluntary arrangement, uh, which is basically an agreement between a company and its creditors, setting out the plan going forward for how the company is going to try and pay some or all of its debts back over time. Um, so this will be put together by the administrators um, in most cases, um, and it's essentially a rescue plan, basically. So it's a contract between Bet Index and its creditors regarding um, its plans to trade going forwards. Um, including how yeah, any debts may be dealt with. So what will be happening at the moment is that the administrators will be drafting the CBA. And at some stage, um, I think, again, it's eight weeks um, from administration, um, it'll be circulated to all known creditors of Bet Index, which, again, is why Begbies are contacting traders individually. Um, and in terms of how the CBA works, at least 75% of the creditors voting and in value, so the actual total value of what their what their debts are, need to approve the terms of the CBA for it to take effect. Um, we understand that Bet Index believes that they need to secure around 20 million worth of funding for the CBA to to be workable. Um, so that that's currently what's happening behind the scenes at the moment. Mm, I mean, that's that's a lot of money, and I'm unsure who would stump that up. Um, Let's move on to the lead day action part of the show, which Sam, uh, you'll be on the spot for, I suppose. Um, what is the relationship between uh, lead day action and the administration? So they're separate and they essentially run alongside each other. So, yeah, as I mentioned a moment ago, the administration and the administrators are primarily concerned with rescuing Bet Index. You know, they've come in, they're having a look at the company and they're working out how they can rescue Bet Index and, you know, uh, the end result of that being rescuing football index and the platform itself. You know, Lee Day's investigation uh, looks at the wider picture. You know, there are thousands and thousands of individuals who have lost a lot of money as a result of a collapse. Um, so we're essentially looking at all avenues, um, you know, bet index and beyond. The administration focuses 
primarily on bet index but you know there are other there are other players you know there's the parent companies the corporate structure there are directors um and you know potential claims in contracts or, or sort of other consumer claims that we may be looking at against them so you know we're both facing the same way in that you know we want the best for the company and the best for the traders um, but Lide's scope is is wider than than just bet index, basically. So they're they're running in tandem. The next one was: What are the implications of traders waiting for the outcome of the administration before signing up? Um, so the administration could take a while. Um, you know, when a company's put into administration, there's a twelve month moratorium put in place. Um, so you know, it's possible that Begbie's trainer could be there for, for some time, um, at least initially. Um, you know, in terms of lead day and what we're doing presently, we've got no deadline for individuals who wish to join our investigation. You know, I should make it clear that at this stage um, is the investigation as uh, sort of stage one of the cases that we're looking at. You know, we're not in the pursuit stage. We're, we'll come to that if, if we identify viable claims. Um, and if that changes, um, you know, if, if there is a cutoff date at some point, we'll have to let people know. I think what I should say is that, you know, we're only able really to provide information for or act in the best interest of our clients. You know, we're a law firm, we have clients who are on retainers. So, you know, we do completely appreciate that some individuals are waiting to see what happens. And, you know, that's obviously fine. Um, however, from our perspective, you know, sometimes litigation can be quite fast paced or we may need to act quickly on a certain issue. And, you know, we can only act in the best interest in, sorry, we can only act in the best interest of our clients and those we represent. And Matt and ASP, if, if you guys want to jump in at any point, just just please do. Um, otherwise, it'll be the, the Sam and Pet show, I guess. Uh, <laughs> is there any way traders will be out of pocket or will insurance cover this? Um, so I suppose maybe here uh, would be best advice of talk about funding in the rounds um, and how you know we're looking at funding these claims. Um, you know, we've already got some information up on our website. We'll have emailed, um, you know, clients or inquiries with um, information on how the claim is being funded. But, you know, first and foremost, we, you know, completely appreciate that individuals using the platform have, have suffered you know, big financial losses, um, you know, and they're very concerned that they don't want to be in a position where they're worse off now than had they joined um, the investigation at all or indeed the pursuit stage if, if we get there you know this isn't something that um that is unique to group claims it's something that every client who comes to our door or sends us an email is concerned about because you know, everyone knows that litigation is expensive um, and it can take years and solicitors do have quite high fees so we completely appreciate the concerns raised by the community um and which is why you know we have put in the funding arrangement that we've put in you know our plan essentially means that for the investigation of these claims so investigating whether there are actually any viable claims against bet index or the associated companies or directors for the collapse of the for the collapse of the platform you know are there actually any viable claims and and during this investigative stage our clients can't end up worse off than where they started you know it's fairly safe it's 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 simple you know we're trying to make it as simple for people as possible i know that sometimes the legal jargon can be quite difficult but i, I promise you that's what we're trying to do um and you know with Lee Day, if, if there's no case, if we identify no case at the end of the investigation stage, you know, you can you can walk away and we won't charge you. You know, lots of people are rightly wondering about the pursuit stage, which is stage two. Um, and that's, you know, if we do identify viable claims, you know, what what funding arrangement will will we have at that stage? You know, 
I think for now, that is something that, you know, we can't, we, we can't know the specifics of that right now. There are quite a lot of variables, you know, what possible claims are there? You know, we may need to get third party um, insurance uh, because in, in litigation, um, the usual rule is that, you know, if you lose, you have to pay the other side's costs. So, you know, there are insurance premiums that we need to look into getting. It's all very hypothetical at, at, you know, at that stage. I think people can, people can try and rest assured that we will try and put together the best package for them possible. You know, we are a claimant firm um, trying to do the best for individuals who have suffered, you know, a lot of harm in the last month or so. So, you know, I'm, I'm offering assurances here that we'll try and do the best for the community um, when it comes to funding arrangements. There's a lot of questions now, and I think also there have been on the FI action um, DMs, which is sort of fine, you're happy to answer questions, but there's a lot of, and I understand that you know, given what's happened, the people are anxious. There's a lot of questions about things which are potentially quite far in the future. As Sam's mentioned, you know, people asking about, you know, what are we, what is, what are we going after, or what are leader going after? You know, we don't know, or they don't know. Um, you know, what, you know, what possible, you know, is there, you know, difficult index have the cash, you know, to pay anything? You know, we don't know. Uh, I mean, I have, we have our own opinions, but so I, I just, I just caution and just suggest to take this really step by step you know sam said this is the investigative stage now and so the the rules are clear um the point on fees has been made clear and that's where we are now and if at such point we end up um that there is a claim or do they think that there are claim multiple claims then there will be further information that will originate at that point um which can then be you know discussed uh, in the same way that we're doing here with the current stage and you know, clarified, et cetera, et cetera. And that will come if it does come. But the other point is, again, people need to understand that I said this before, I think somewhere, it may just be that there is nothing to go after. Like people also need to, I think, again, a wider point, you know, hold two opposites in both ha- both hands. One is, um, you know, ideally a desire for something to happen here in terms of righting a wrong, whether that's morally or financially. But at the same time, I think it's also really healthy that people need to you know, really move on at the same time as far as possible and let the process play out um, because, you know, it may just end up that there is nothing and you don't mm. want to spend any more time than you ha- we have already, you know, not moving on, doing the things we need to do in life and, and you know, hopefully improving our lives. That, that's the thing. It, that's really good advice. And, you know, part of my my desire really was to, to make it as, as simple as possible for people. And I, I wanted it to almost work in the background so people didn't have to worry about every twist and turn, you know, and it's easy to sign up and there's um, hopefully ideally you get to a, a place where there's no downside risk and there are viable claims we can pursue, but all of this can just happen with, and people can try to move on from what's happened and, and not, you know, have the trauma play out for months and years because this yeah. might take a long time. And, and uh, just, just so everyone knows it, Cleanup Gambling funded the investig well funded the investigation phase, um, and obviously we don't have any financial interest in this whatsoever. So we don't. I mean, I don't stand to benefit. Cleanup Gambling doesn't stand to benefit financially at all from 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 this. Just so everyone's clear, like our our own only agenda here is is to ensure that people can well hope give people the best possible chance of getting redress and. You know the wider implications and ramifications of of what's happened um, uh, are are self evident. Um, so, yeah, just so people know, because <laughs> I get a lot of questions like, "What are you? What are you getting out of this?" 
Uh, no, I, I genuinely, I chose, I, I thought Lee Day was the best. So that's why I, I, I wanted them involved because they are the best. And you only have to look at some of the cases they've won. Um, and if there is a cause of action, then, then I know that they'll find it. Can I, I just want to make one, I saw one more thing in relation to that is that, it's my opinion, is that um, obviously we've all been, again, we'll wait to see what happens. I know there have been some questions about, you know, people wanting FI to and hoping it recovers. Look, I, I'm the most optimistic person as well. And, and let's just put that aside and, and just say that is possible, but let's just put that in the corner and just take the assumption that this is, you know, this is over and we've been wronged um, significantly. I think, you know, obviously everyone's sentiment is they want that, the people responsible for that, if that is the eventuality to be, you know, held to account. And the same way, I think what I just say is, as I think we all feel, you know, people like Matt and cleanup gambling who, you know, they don't stand to benefit. And I can say from my personal experience, you know, I've genuinely been, um, you know, from a moralistic standpoint, you know, fighting for a worthy cause. I would just suggest and hope that as many people as possible support the wider implications of, of what football index and its collapse kind of have a knock on effect on, i.e., you know, mm. the gambling, uh, the gambling legislation review. Um, other aspects of, 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 of gambling and, and, and you know, whether that's through following Matt or, or is looking at gambling on Twitter or just lending your support to you know, political um, you know, points that are going around now. I think it, it's just, I think it would be good and it is good to reciprocate you know, people that have good intentions and try to do good in the world. So I, I would hope that people could do that. And secondly, um, whilst again, I'd say hopefully people can move on and trust the process, it is important in those specific points. So for example, what I just said, and if there's pressure on MPs that needs to happen, you know, at any particular point, it's just, it's important for very specific things, I think, to be acted upon, but in the general sense, and hopefully there won't actually be much more in terms of the political side, because Matt's obviously worked really hard and people have been pressuring their MPs and it looks like we might get an inquiry, but if there are a few things in the next week or, or weeks that, you know, we do request in terms of pressure, those things are important, but as a general point, it would be, good if hopefully people could you know, move on a bit but also you know support people who are trying to do good for because you know there are so many horrific stories um in gambling that come out and have come out um and i would just hope that we could you know empathize given what we've been through to hope that that doesn't have to happen so many people in the future we're supporting yeah i think it's really wise to say i think my advice to people has been like uh expect nothing um whether that be financially but also from a football index standpoint um you know this is something that has got uh, close to a public inquiry like we're talking about one of the biggest law firms in the world launching an investigation against it we're talking about uh we, we all know the media headlines that have been written around it uh we know the suspension of a gambling license and we know that the gambling regulations are going to be reformed very soon either in 2021 or 2022 the chances of football index coming back in any form are very very close to zero so that's my opinion but like i think it's a very uh like I think I've seen a few things around where it's kind of like, oh, well, if they come back and, and this and that, I think it might be the wrong mindset to take. And I think some of what ASP said is is quite quite important there. Um, question here, uh, are ring-fenced ring football index funds impacted by Lee Day fees? The, the, the ring-fenced money, uh, that's obviously earmarked in the administration process for cash balances, I think. That's my assumption. And that's obviously that's obviously that process is happening in parallel to the lead day investigation. I, I um, 
that they will be returned to people as part of that administration process if they've been ring fenced for the purposes of having that cash balance um, in a separate account, which is what they're supposed to do uh, as per the regulations. So it's nothing to do with the, with the lead day. No one's going to get charged fees for the administrators returning the cash balances to people. Um, so yeah, see them as completely separate. Would any damages be for all football index traders or just lead day clients? Um, so, you know, any damages that lead day, you know, that we are able to secure as a result of our investigations will, you know, they'll ultimately be for the clients that we represent, you know, creditors, they can register an interest in the administration, you know, and if they've got genuine losses, which will be um, assessed by the administrators, they'll, you know, receive, um, you know, whatever pence in the pound. Um, that the administrators are able to recover as part of the administration process. You know, it's it's possible that there may be a shortfall of those monies. I think in a, in the administration hearing, they were saying that, you know, if the CBA went through, it would be approximately 20 pence to the pound um, and considerably worse um, if the company went into liquidation. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to need to see the administrator's final proposals um, on the CBA when that comes out. Um, and sort of prepare a report exactly on what that is. You know, in terms of the wider claims that we're investigating, yeah, I think, as I said before, um, you know, we can only act in the best interest of our clients. You know, it may be that our investigations lead to us issuing legal proceedings. And it's very hypothetical at this stage while we're in the investigative period. But, you know, in that scenario, individuals would need to be signed up with us in order to benefit. Um, you know, once we completed our investigations, we'll be able to speak a lot more comprehensively about what that might look like. Um, but, you know, as a law firm with, with clients, we can only really act in the best interest of our clients. That makes sense. Um, what would, uh, what, what would, what about other law firms or claims and the sharing of evidence and rewards? I think it's probably a bit too early to say at this stage, you know, um, Football Index and Best Index only went into administration three weeks ago. And, you know, we acted very quickly on, on, um, launching our investigations to try and help all those affected. Um, but I think it's just a bit too early to say, you know, it's often helpful when when claimants, you know, collaborate. And, you know, the actual Football Index community has been brilliant at, you know, sending us um, in evidence um, and things that they've been able to identify online. And that's, that's all been great. Um, you know, I just think it's a bit too early to say, you know, what approach um, Lee Day might hypothetically take with any other law firms who are looking to bring these claims. Yeah, I'd just say on that, my personal opinion, I've seen a few questions on this. I mean, you already said it, the day a globally renowned law firm, um, you know, they are defenders of human rights and you know, people's interests against large corporations. They have acted really quickly here. Um, you know, a significant amount of traders are behind this. You know, if, if people want to go to, you know, the dog and dark equivalent of, law firms not to be disrespectful but you know you're, you're welcome to my opinion is why would you over talking i think people are talking about like the difference between again totally hypothetical numbers of 35 percent fees of damages and 25 percent fees of damages or less and for me it's just like i'm, I'm not i mean just questioning does it really matter i mean what matters to me is having the best people do the job and the best chance of any success and also just a lot of hassle and stress taken out of it which we've tried to do and hopefully have done by organizing everyone collectively so people can talk yeah. about other firms and are free to do what they want but my personal opinion is 
it's just on my personal opinion is it's a waste of time it was a waste of your time and energy yeah there's there's been a, i think it, it's difficult it may be difficult to um well, well actually it's it's easy to underestimate perhaps the work that's gone in behind the scenes to get this up and running and it's it's not just a case of you know picking up the phone to a law firm and saying do you fancy taking this on um there's been a huge amount of work not just orchestrating the um the, the, the traders but also uh liaising with lee day um obviously there's been the funding that's been provided for the investigation there's been countless hours um trying to get this up and running and we've i hope that pe people uh you know perhaps weren't aware of that no, they're not, they weren't supposed to be aware of that but it, it, there's there's a lot of time cost and money cost if, if you want to try to replicate it um so it's not easy it's not so that's the only thing i'd say look what we managed to do by getting it up and running quickly was get someone at the hearing the administration hearing in jersey because it happened very quickly remember the, the the internal stock market collapsed and then it went into administration well, said it was going to go into administration and then the license was suspended and it was all happening so quickly. And I, and we were, I remember speaking to Lee Day and we were like, we don't know if this is the right thing for the traders for it to go to administration because administration is a, a much kind of nicer process than liquidation. You know, you get, as Sam has said, you get a year to sort your affairs out. The purpose of it is to get the company back up, back up and running. You know, the directors stay in post, albeit with reduced powers. Um, so... We had to. We felt we had to get someone to the administration hearing in Jersey, and we did. And we took advice from uh, top um, insolvency QC. Uh, and then, when the hearing got transferred to the High Court over here, uh, the, the the following week, uh, we had someone there as well. And we just wanted to make sure that traders were represented at that, because otherwise, the you know the process just just uh, gets away from you. And um, what I'm trying to communicate here is Lee, they've been there pretty much every step of the way. So they know this better than any firm will because they're aware of all of the things that have happened. Our next question is, um, can you talk about the paying us if we end this agreement clause? That's something that's been floated around quite a few times, Sam. Um, yes, I think I think when, when clients or inquiries have got specific queries on funding, yeah, obviously we'll have sent out the... Um, the client care letter and uh, no window fee agreement um, to all of all of the inquiries who have been in touch. I think if they've got specific queries about certain clauses, the best thing to do is probably just to email us directly. You know, we've had we've got an inbox. Um, the email um, is figroup at leeday.co.uk. Um, and we've had you know emails flooding in with people um, asking queries that we are um, we are responding to. So I think my best advice if anyone's got individual questions is just get in touch with us directly. Yeah, particularly if they're about specific clauses or, or TNCs, I think it's best to to just email lead data. Um, we've got one here that is, uh, are there any similar previous cases where parallels can be drawn as a guide? Well, I mean, in terms of lead A, you know, this kind of case is exactly what we specialise in. You know, we are um, champions in taking on corporate entities and 
you know, and, and bringing large group claims. You know, we've got three partners um, who are leading this case. Um, you know, they're experts in corporate accountability and um, holding big businesses to account, um, working on group claims generally, and you know, obtaining obtaining answers to the, the kind of difficult questions that um, that this particular that this particular case has thrown up. Um, you know, we um, for just for a bit of context, you know, and in terms of group action specialists, you know, in the last sort of six months, we've had three, I think, three very successful cases uh, in the Supreme Court. We had, you know, the Uber case um, on worker status affecting you know, thousands of Uber drivers. Um, Asda uh, case against Asda for equal pay. I think we represent in excess of thirty thousand store workers there um, in their fight to try and get equal pay. Um, and also we represent um, individuals um, in Nigeria who are bringing claims against Shell for um, you know, oil spills and environmental damage. So, you know, each, each case is different. You know, the Bet Index case, the Football Index case is different. You know, you've got the complexities of administration. You've got the complexities I mentioned earlier of, you know, jurisdiction issues with companies and, you know, companies based in Jersey, companies based in the UK, um, you know, trying to recover monies, trying to identify various different pots of money that, that we may be able to identify. But in terms of your question, you know, I think, I think, you know, Lido are very well placed um, to bring this type of case. Um, you know, no case is the same. But, but parallels can certainly be drawn in, in terms of, sort of the action that we're pursuing and just the sheer size of it as well. We have got one here that reads, what should traders do that haven't received a confirmation of signing up, et cetera, with Lead Day? So, I mean, there's, there's the email address I mentioned earlier. And I think in first instance, well, well in first instance, I'd, I'd ask people to check their junk folders because a lot of those, I say the vast majority of those who, who haven't um, received any of our emails directly um, have actually found them in the junk folder. So first and foremost, I'd, I'd definitely check there. Um, otherwise, just send, a, send an, email to F, um, an email to the FI group at leadday.co.uk email. Um, as I said, we've got um, a great team working behind the scenes trying to trying to respond to all of these. Um, so, and you know, we'll, we'll respond individually where we can. Um, and you know, in in a case where someone thinks they've registered and, and haven't received anything, we'll obviously try and send uh, the communications out to them um, directly. Um, we're also updating our FAQs quite regularly. So often, I'd say the first sort of place to look if you're having any issues is is there really but you know if all else fails just send us an email and we will we will try and fix it for you how is the investigation proceeding um so you know as i as i sort of mentioned earlier you know we're leaving no stone uncovered here you know it's a very it's a very complex case you know the company's in administration um, which already adds, you know, as, as Matt mentioned earlier, these the added level of complexity with three core hearings in the space of, I think, the space of just over a week um, all happened very quickly. You know, you've got the cross-jurisdiction issues I mentioned, um, the government review, which we can talk about shortly, um, you know, the regulator, the gambling commission. Yeah, we're, we're essentially looking into all avenues. And at this moment in time, you know, we are gathering evidence. The community has been great in providing evidence to us. And we've been, you know, speaking with our expert barrister team in the potential causes of action um as well as you mentioned earlier you know the, the top insolvency barristers and we've also got um insolvency solicitors as well who who are helping us specifically with that process you know um i think our our job really is to make sure that you know, at this stage our clients voice is heard at every turn you know, it's a very unusual case um but we've got a great team 
working on it. And I think the client care letter kind of sets out what it is that we're, we're investigating. So, you know, first and foremost, the administration, how are we best placed to protect or strengthen, you know, our clients and those who are affected um, in the football index community. And then, you know, the types of claims we're investigating, um, you know, beyond bet index who are the subject of the administration, you know, you've got the directors um, and sort of the companies, you know, we're looking very closely at what was said by football index and the senior figures um, about the actual product itself, you know, right into the lead up of the collapse. Um, and our focus is you know, looking at misrepresentation, um, you know, whether that was negligent or possibly fraudulent and sort of what liability we can identify there. Um, you know, we're also looking at, you know, obviously each user of the platform is a consumer. So we're also looking at consumer address as well. Um, so that's currently where we're at. You know, when we've got an update, we'll, of course, um, we'll, of course, update the client group. Um, but they can rest assured that we're working very hard, as Matt says, um, behind the scenes and to progress things as quickly as possible, uh, quickly as we possibly can. Can I just, I know we covered this, but I just feel like I get the sense that people will be um, paying us if we end this agreement. I just thought if it's worthwhile, I'd give my opinion. Um, people don't think, you know, I know Sam mentioned to email in, but I've got this vision of so many people emailing in and, and wasting their time, even though I'm sure they'd say it's not wasting their time. But just my opinion is essentially this. There's two paragraphs. The first one just says that if there's no viable claim um, and you know, nothing goes forward, then there's, there's no cost. Basically, we won't be financially worse off. Investigation. It's the second part, which I think people are questioning, which is basically saying that if the agreement is ended and um, say I continue my claim and then go on to win, then I must pay costs um, to the extent that they recover from your opponent. I mean, the, I guess the first question, the first point I'd say is, I think probably there could be a number of reasons why the agreement might be ended, other than um, you know a claim not being deemed viable. You know, there could be a trader that calls up the day. Um, and be uses them every day for you know not updating them or telling them what's going on and they just don't want to act for them and then if you know, the group goes on again this is my opinion and, and wins and then they go on and piggyback off the back of that and win you know, they they could be using you know, the work that's been done that's just again my view of one scenario but I guess the bigger point is my personal opinion is that I don't think this is going to be removed so again everyone's in a position where you can either sign it and there are some people like myself and others who you know, a person who find you know fine fine with signing up to something like this, and your other option is then again, as I said, to to not sign up with a law firm like Lee Day and go somewhere else away from everyone else, which again I think is a total waste of time. So I just question what people are trying to get out of it. It's kind of there. I don't think it's a big deal personally, and if it is, again, you're welcome to email in. But Sam won't say this because he can't. My personal view is this is a standard agreement that they would have sent out and I can't see them ever changing this. So I just, I just say to everyone that they should bear that in mind. Yeah. I know we've been scarred as football index traders or users by T's and C's changing. Um, I think there is a bit of context to how T's and C's are construed by companies to absolutely protect themselves to, to, for lack of using uh, line of duty phrases to the letter of the law, the law. Um, like there is also the context behind like what's going on and, and what Lee Day are trying to do here. Um, and I think that it'd be remiss of them to not cut their own backs, but also like as users, we need to look at that and, and think about the, the likelihood of, of that happening. And I, I don't think any law firm is going to create any thing that is, so tight knit that doesn't cover their own backs. 
really. So that's what I would say on that matter. Again, not being a legal expert and giving my personal opinion only. Um, will, oh, no, sorry. Where, sh- where would the money most likely come from should Lee Day be a success in their investigation and pursuit? So I think, you know, I think at this moment in time, it's probably a bit too early to say that's, you know, that is the purpose of the investigation. You know, we are hoping to find various legal routes leading to various pots of money that may or may not be, you know, beyond the immediate um, reach of, of Bet Index. You know, as as I said before, the administration itself focuses solely on um, the administration of Bet Index as a company. But, you know, our investigations are a lot broader than that. So, you know, it's it's far too early for me to be able to give give an answer to that question um but we are hoping to find legal routes um and ways of accessing various other pots of money if if they exist you know as um as as was mentioned earlier you know we we're very hopeful that we will be able to find something and we'll we'll be able to provide redress for the users of the platform um, and those who sign up with us um but you know ultimately it may be that that there is nothing there and there is nothing that that we can do so that's basically the point of the investigation isn't it is to try and establish exactly where we may be able to find you know redress for users who have been failed by the platform yeah and that's obviously a complex situation considering the amount of entities that are involved in the next the tech arm the marketing arm the uh bet index the license holder itself the the uh, entity that handled operations and, and legal in Gibraltar, like it's it's not easy for for you folks to do this, and um, you know then it's also about thinking about not only the cash but assets etc. as well, uh, and also the directors that that could be uh, found guilty of some of the things that Sam mentioned before um, that could also be liable under some laws. I believe again, my opinion, um, will signing up to Lead Day affect rights if football index relaunches so you know we we very much hope that's not the case you know we're all about trying to get redress for the consumer basically um you know i think you know us and the administrators and, and the users are all hoping that that you know i think first and foremost that the platform will will survive the administration process and will be able to continue trading and operating as a going concern you know that um administrators and and those at football index you know certainly believe that that's the case and you know if they're able to secure funding they hope that they'll be able to to keep the platform going so i think that is you know that's one of the main things obviously they also need to get their license back from the gambling commission um but i think generally that that would be sort of the best outcome you know we obviously hope the platform can be rescued and um yeah, I think I think that's that's sort of the main thing, really. You know, it, it won't affect the rights us and the administration. We're we're running side by side. Um, yeah. One v- just say on go that, on, sorry, I'd, go on. I'd just say on that, my view is, um, look, I mean, when you, when you asked about what what is FA action, I mean, part of it is, again, you know, I don't think I think everyone <laughs> in an ideal world, albeit probably quite an unrealistic world, would like for a Thanos moment to happen and for someone to snap their fingers into football and that's going to magically come back and everyone to start enjoying it again in a way that's sustainable and actually works. I guess the point is this is all to prepare for the eventuality that that, and again, in my, unfortunately, in my personal opinion, the eventuality that that's just not going to happen. And so, you know, getting ahead of the game, the investigation on the legal side for the eventuality that um, there isn't, sorry to excuse my French, but there isn't a pot to piss in um in terms of the company and again just my view is 
if you're thinking about actual you know company money my view is there isn't really anything um you know this company has gone into administration it can pay the dividends it's had to incur further legal fees administrative fees i don't think there's any money that's relevant in the company personally and obviously they then got the actual dividend payments themselves which will come to us i believe but if you're then looking at you know values of assets again i'd question in quite a unique niche product the value of those assets in a for a product that actually may not be able to ever get a license again um again question mark and then you're looking at directors potentially two of which i think are fairly junior and probably don't have much worth one of which may do but trader base that's probably incurred losses of tens of millions i, ju- I just again to set expectations that's my view um but uh oh sorry i forgot where i started this I mean, I think it's a pretty good segue into the last question in this section, was, which was, is it fair to say the chances of FR reviving as a platform are now zero, or are they still trying to resurrect it? This might be one that, that Matt could take, because this might have actually fallen into the, to the administrators part of the podcast. But I think me and ASP have both said, you know, basically zero chance or very close to it, in our opinions, but would love to, to hear your thoughts as well. Yeah, just sorry, just to finish Go off on, on the last point, the point was the point was um, affecting our rights. I mean, I was saying that the whole point of this is to build up the case, as any reasonable person would do. You know, if 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 um, you know, anyone was a trader, it would only be sensible to look at the eventuality where this did never come back, and to look to protect and find redress for your, you know, money in the best way possible, which is you know joining a potential action. So I would think it. Um, wholly unreasonable but whether there's actually a legal basis by which you know our rights could be affected i would i would struggle to see it because again in, in realistic terms they actually need you know if it was to come back they actually need everyone's um buy-in to trade and yeah. to be customers of the company so i think it's it's highly so, unlikely and realistically again it's uh, nothing has actually happened at this stage it's just the investigative stage so i, I my personal opinion is you know we're all acting wholly reasonably given what's happened. So it would be- I, th- I think, I think as well as that, like if it comes back, it, it, it's going to look very different. It's going to look very different for a number of reasons. In my view, uh, it, it obviously, what they did previously, they, they, they didn't work for very long. Um, it was mismanaged. We, we, no, we need an inquiry really to get to the bottom of what happened. And obviously we're going to talk mm. about that shortly, but um, look, I, I, I think, if it comes back, the directors will have to have personal management licenses from the Gambling Commission, whoever they may be. Um, the company has to reapply for its license or it has to get its license back. Um, it, it, the company is going to have to look diff- it's going to have to look very different. That might not be acceptable to a lot of the traders. The company might come back and they, they might offer some kind of compensation or inducements to to existing users. And I don't think it matters at all if you're signed up to Lee Day. I think, to be honest, they'll, they'll bite your hand off if you want to come back. Um, but that might not be acceptable to everyone. And in that case, you know, I think exactly as, been, as, as has been said, we've got to take it step by step. And at, the, at this stage, we're keeping all our options open. And in the worst case scenario where the company ceases to exist and um, no one's obviously, we have to look at other other avenues for redress and uh, that's what we're doing, putting everything in place to give us the best possible chance. Yeah. And you have to also factor in the case that like 
over the last year, um, I think if you paid me good money, I couldn't have run Football Index as badly as the people in charge did. So I think there is also a case to be made there. Like if it does come back, uh, not only would it maybe look different from a uh, you know structural exchange standpoint, but also from like a corporate entity and people standpoint, it would have to be a whole reform. And to me, it kind of looks like a poisoned chalice to some extent, like who would go in and become the CEO of Football Index if there was some sort of uh, reincarnation of it. Um, you know, what they did from from last March until now, uh, they turned off instant sell, which to them looked like they were saving some money, but in actual fact was uh, stopping them closing bets and, and making their liabilities just run, run larger and larger. Um, fast forward to the bid side of the book and, and the order book and the sale side. We all know how badly that went. Like there are so many actions here that have been uh, negligent and stupid that have ended up costing uh, customers money and not them money. Uh, it just feels near impossible for it to be to come back, uh, even if it was in its former vein or in a kind of exchange form that actually worked and was more sustainable uh, and was maybe regulated by not the Gambling Commission or if it was regulated by the Gambling Commission uh, post-2022 uh, reform or whatever. There are just so many factors, I think, in this that make it nigh impossible for this to, to come up. And like, look, like I've had loads of people reach out to me uh, since the collapse of Football Index being like, hey, uh, how did they run out of money? Like, uh, you know, very, very smart people who wanted to build similar products or similar gambling products being like, I just don't understand how they've run out of money. I think there is a, uh, you know, a part of it, which is just very much the the people that have managed the football index to this point have just failed miserably and the gambling commission oversaw that unfortunately so to me it's very much near impossible to that last question of it being re resurrected which is really unfortunate obviously you know i spent a lot of time making content and uh dedicated a lot of my career to, to creating content and helping people understand how it works and what to do on it when you get started but uh and i love it as much as the next guy but i think being a realist like that's just something that you've got to face now i think uh, we'll move on to public inquiry because I know we've only got 15 minutes of that and this is something pretty fresh uh, and there's a lot of news on it uh, surfacing at the moment. Um, before I ask you the couple of questions, why don't you explain exactly what a public inquiry is and also why the news today is important? Well, when, when the Gambling Commission suspended uh, Bet Index's licence, uh, the Secretary of State, Oliver Dowden, and the Minister responsible for gambling, John Whittingdale, requested a report into what had happened. And the Gambling Commission are putting together this report, um, uh, effectively marking their own homework, from my perspective. Um, the regulator, I think, has shown itself to have not, in not really um, enacted the necessary degree of oversight over this particular licensee and is culpable and only an independent inquiry will get to the bottom of that. And what I think is really important here is not just the behavior um, of directors or the actions of the company, which, is, which are things that Lee Day is looking into, but the potential negligence of the regulator. And this is why um, a, the, this inquiry is important. I, I was hoping for a public inquiry, it looks like now with the um, the, the latest briefing that's gone to, uh, to, the, to the Guardian that's out today, 
that it, it looks like it's going to be a, an independent inquiry led by DCMS. Now, it's it's not just semantics. It means that an independent inquiry is likely to report much quicker than a full public, public inquiry. Um, but it is, I think, a potential route to redress if we can show that the Gambling Commission has been negligent. Now, we'll see what happens and we'll see what plays out. I don't want to overpromise or anything like that, but it was always kind of an objective of mine to get this um, formal inquiry underway and then whether it leads to redress or whether it leads to you know, mechanisms or provisions that can feed into the gambling review um, and you know, the recommendations that are relevant to that that will mean that this doesn't happen again uh, and whether that reinforces the argument for an ombudsman and all this kind of stuff. Um, all, of that, all of that is obviously very interesting to me <laughs> and yeah but I think it's I think it's very positive that the government after pressure from lots of dozens of MPs and obviously the relentless kind of media coverage on this issue which hasn't gone away ha, uh, the government has decided that, that it's appropriate to, to call an independent inquiry so you know it it's good news yeah I think um yeah, and I think, uh, again, I just say, hopefully people can appreciate that, you know, when we're however many thousand traders who've been betting on footballers and sitting around watching football, and obviously this happened, but to be able to have a way or more appropriately from that, to be able to come in and navigate the hierarchy of, you know, the political, the political hierarchy of the country in order to get a public or, or a independent investigation by a government department is again, it's, I would kind of take it for granted because it's happening now, but it's, um, it's quite amazing. And again, I think we all hopefully are supportive of, of that and, and him and what he's doing, because it's, uh, it's a huge avenue for us potentially, especially for me, my opinion in life, what I said about potential sources of redress from the company itself or its assets or the directors. Um, for me, it's um, it's huge, uh, and you know whether something comes of it or not, it, you know, who knows? But it's um, I really think now with that there is there are no other angles that we could that anyone could hope for. You know, we're we're we genuinely are, as Matt said, covering all bases, and we have to see what comes. So, a couple of questions here we've got for the public inquiry section. Uh, one with the likely independent public inquiry on football index incoming, if the regulator was seen to have failed in their duties, is it possible to expect financial redress from the government? And then, I guess, from my perspective, Matt, my follow up would be where would that money or redress come from if it were to come? Yeah, I mean, a government can do, can do what they want. So if they if they think that 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 is you know I mean <laughs> if they think that that is appropriate, then that's appropriate. I mean, um, uh, and look, there are I think legitimate questions here about the you know the fact that the gambling commission apparently you know they've been their, their line at the moment is it's not up to us to regulate the financial probity of our licensees. Well, how can you ensure that gambling is fair? The objective number one of the Gambling Act, that it should be fair and open, if you can't ensure that the companies you're licensing are solvent so they can honour the bets that people have placed. Like, it's surely financial probity is the number one thing you should be concerned with. So this question about 
where's the redress coming from? It's a completely valid question. And it's a question that hasn't really been answered before, or they haven't had to answer it before. As it happens, there are mechanisms that could be used at the moment. The, when, when the Gambling Commission commences enforcement action against uh, a licensee, uh, it will, it will, obviously once it's done an investigation, it will propose a fine. That fine would be paid to the Treasury. Um, but what tends to happen is there's a, what's called a regulatory settlement. So it might propose, for example, a £10 million fine, and then it will settle for £7.5 million. When it's a regulatory settlement, it doesn't go to the Treasury. It goes to projects that deliver the National Gambling Harm Prevention Strategy. Now, that money could, in theory, this is all just hypothetical, but that money could, in theory, be redirected for this purpose. But let's see. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to come out of the quote-unquote public purse. As it happens, I, I, I think it would be reasonable, given that it's neg negligent of the, of the Gambling Commission, which is a public body, um, but that money could come through regulatory settlements. There are lots of options. Basically, there, are, there is nothing that the government couldn't do off the back of this. Yeah. Uh, go on, sorry, SP. Yeah, and my, my view on that is, um, I, I'd echo that and I'll just say briefly my opinion is uh, clearly not just Football Index, but the Gambling Commission, you know, fucked up uh, or messed up. And um, no one in any walk of life wants to pay anything. So this is one area where I'd say people should, down the line, see where it's going. And it, I think it, my view is it, it is a case of if you do nothing or if we do nothing or if we don't push our MPs or, you know, help to, you know, publicise it when it comes to sort of the crunch, the crunch points, then people are always, especially in government, you know, trying to, to save money and, and all this sort of stuff. So we're only likely to get the maximum, if I think, at some point, if we push um, the relevant people politically um, at the appropriate time. That's my personal view. But obviously, we need to see where this where this goes. Final question here is, are Lee Day entitled to a fee from this public inquiry, I suppose? No, it's oh. completely, separ completely separate. Uh, the, the inquiry will be led by, well, according to the most recent briefings uh, um, and some of the insights I've had, the, the inquiry will be led by BCMS, which is the department that oversees gambling um, and the subject of that inquiry will be predominantly the role of the gambling commission and failures of the gambling commission so um so yeah i mean it's this is a complete again this is so think of it as three things in parallel the administration process the lead day investigation into possible cause of action and the public inquiry and or the independent inquiry and we're riding all three horses I think we'll we'll wrap up there because we've we've gone through a lot and uh, I know we're pressed for time. Um, really fantastic having you all on, gents. Really appreciate it, Sam. I, I'd love for you to plug your email once more, just in case people do want to reach out. Um, yeah, so if you want to reach out, the uh, the email at Lee Day is figroup at leeday.co.uk. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, guys. ASP, thank you so much for coming on as well, mate. And uh, big props to you for, for kind of being part of the FI Action Group as well. 
No problem. Thanks for you as well. Obviously, you put your time into this as well. Uh, coming back for one last one. Or <laughs> Probably get yeah, the last one. I cried basically right at the end. <laughs> we could extend by 10 minutes and talk about Arsenal since we're all Arsenal fans but probably not for the best um, Matt thank you so much for coming on where can people follow you and uh, kind of find you hounding everyone uh, to help Football Index users I'll, uh, I'm on Twitter at Matt Zarb M-A-T-T-Z-A-R-B uh, and yeah thanks for having me on and fingers crossed we'll make some progress Fingers crossed indeed. Thank you so much for everyone that has listened. Uh, you know where to find me. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening and have a great day. Stay safe out there.